So tonight, what we are doing is, if you were not with us on, I think we decided Sunday, or no, it was Thursday, last Thursday, we decided. So tonight, we're going to be decrypting scripture in a way that is very different than probably anything you've ever heard, ever. So it should be very interesting. Ghostgate, as you all know him in Discord, has some really, really wild, really cool information that I believe he's kind of independently gathered over the years. He'll, he'll come in and explain more of that. He has not arrived yet. So as soon as he gets here, we'll pop him on and then we'll get rolling with stuff. But we have some visuals. So if you're just listening, you may want to come back. But I'll do my best to try to explain like what we're looking at. So anybody who's listening now or listening later, you uh, still you know can kind of understand what is happening. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Just waiting for uh, waiting for Ghost right now. Anybody who is interested in coming on to speak, just remember that is available. There's Ghost. Uh, that is always available. All you have to do is come into Discord, and oh, that's not going to be able to show you. Give me one second. Ghost is here. Ghost, jump in the uh, voice channel with me whenever you're ready, man. No rush. No rush. I'm going to do the uh, the old Discord thing here real quick anyway, so you got time. All right, so if, if you have any interest in coming on to speak, just remember, all you need to do is come into this channel in Discord. The red dots. It says streams and lives. There is only one channel in there. It says event voice. And then you will see Ghost and I in there now. So all you need to do is come on in there and then uh, just mute yourself until we let you know to unmute yourself. And then you're welcome to ask questions, uh, you know, add input if you see something differently. Like this, this used to be a group discussion on Thursdays. And somewhere along the way, it became me giving a monologue, which I hate. That's not why I'm here. It's not what interests me. I, you know, I'm, I go teach class if I want to do that. That's, I have no interest in doing that. So anybody who's down for it, jump in the voice channel and then, you know, join the conversation. We're going to really try to start pushing back in that direction because it was, it was a hell of a lot better when that was the format. We used to have, you know, six to 12 people in there. Everybody was talking, taking turns, giving input, you know, sometimes playful, kind, arguing. That, that's what we need. That's, that's what this is all about. Otherwise, it's just me complaining on the internet, and uh, I can do that without doing it this way. There are easier ways for me to complain on the internet. So I highly encourage anybody who's willing or able to join the Discord voice channel. I see Mystic in there now. You're lovely. It's great to see you, Mystic. So uh, we'll see. But we're, we're going to really start shoving everybody in that direction. Because if this continues to be me giving a monologue, I honestly have no interest in doing it. So... It'll, it'll be something I'll, I'll have to look at. And uh, if we can't get more people to come on and talk like it used to be, then we, uh, you know, we may shut it down. It's, it's not why I'm here. So let's see. I've got go. So I've got all your stuff. Are you try to talk? Unmute yourself. I want to make sure you're coming through. Hello. Hello. Beautiful. OK, I think we're good. Turn you down in my ears. TikTok, go to YouTube. Same username. Get off TikTok. Especially on a night like tonight. Get off TikTok. All right. So let me see. Boom. 
Now, in a second, give YouTube a second because it's delayed, but you will see some images pop up here. So, Ghost, is there is there one that I should put up first of the let's just the slide? So the first four here. Uh, maybe just I guess you could start with the Christian one. Is that? Let me see. A Greek perspective. A Christian perspective. Okay, now, do you want me to just read this and then you kind of explain more? Do you want to explain and read yourself? What do you, what are you thinking? Uh, yeah, you could go ahead and read it and see if anyone has a question. Go from there. Cool. Sure. All right. All right so this is the Christian perspective. Uh, so what what is the fourteen in reference to? Right. Or is that Ezekiel, the, the verse? Yeah, that's gotcha. Ezekiel 28, 14. Gotcha. Okay, so this is Ezekiel 28, 14 through 16. It says, you were the anointed Sherub, choosing blessing. Who So are the, the, the brackets are you, right? Yeah, the brackets are me basically uh, translating what anointed Sherub means. Okay, cool. So let, let, me, let me start over. So we're, we're verse 14. The verse says, you were the anointed Sherub. And he's got a note here that says chosen blessing. Who covers? Note electromagnetic shield. I establish you. You were on the holy mountain or big rock of God. You walked or traveled back and forth in the midst of fiery stones or magma. Verse 15. You were perfect in your ways from the day you were created till iniquity or malfunction was found in you. 16. By the abundance of your trading or energy exchange, you became filled with violence, explosions within, and you sinned or missed the mark slash malfunctioned. Therefore, I cast you as a profane thing out of the mountain or big rock of God, and I destroyed you. O covering cherub, top blessing, top or best blessing, from the midst of the fiery stones, or magma. Now, should I finish reading the rest of the slide, or should we kind of break that down first? We could probably break that down. Okay, so just I guess kind of explain where where your notes are coming from. So, so in fourteen, you were the anointed cherub. Your note is chosen blessing. Okay. Uh, so yeah, and in a lot of these notes, um, I put question marks after it because I'm like, I'm not you know sold on it. I'm just, uh, that is, that could be a, um, translation, um, seeing everything through this lens of how the planet works. I think that's what most religion is trying to explain or, or most mythology is trying to explain how the planet works and how it relates to our life and death and resurrection. Um, so that's, that's basically the lens that I'm looking at everything through. And when I, when I kind of develop this, I go back and read scripture and it makes more sense to me. Um, and not only scripture, like when I go back and read a lot of mythology, it makes more sense to me. Uh, but it could just be my own private thing. And I hope it's not because if it is, you know, I know there's a lot of people out there that get upset with private interpretation. And I'm really not trying to sell this as in like it's absolutely the truth, but I find it very compelling. So. Yeah, no, sure. I mean, that makes sense. So so if you were to try to sell it, it's funny you just said that because I was going to ask you to give me a sales pitch. If you were going to try to sell this to somebody and, you know, not sway them or indoctrinate them or whatever, but say like, say you were, let's say you were more confident than you are or seem to be. You're super confident. 
and you want to share this with somebody and you know maybe somebody's real close to you you think they'll get it if it's explained to them in you know a sort of way that's simple how how would you pitch this concept to somebody if you had to like in the most simplest way mainstream christian never looks at depth of anything just listens to something on sunday and then goes about their life until next sunday how how would you go about kind of trying to pitch this to them uh well i would first ask them a question and say like why do you think jesus chose to teach exclusively in metaphor because that's what it says it says he only taught in parable yeah and then we would have to go over what is a metaphor and things like that uh before i could say this means that because this meaning like um i could take a verse in scripture and say this is what it actually means and they will say, how do you know? And it it really boils down to what is a parable? Why yeah. are they useful? What is a metaphor, et cetera? Okay. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense to me. Okay. Um, All right. Oh, go ahead. Sure. Uh, well, I was just, I don't know. Maybe I can say <laughs> that later. I, w- I was going to say that metaphors and analogies wouldn't even be possible in a universe that didn't have fractal order. Ex- because ex- nothing would be like anything everything would be chaotic and there would be no pattern so the only reason metaphors and analogies exist is because there are ordered patterns and categories yeah sure you can place things in categories if we didn't have categories we couldn't have metaphors and therefore we couldn't really know anything in the way we can now we can test things we can demonstrate things we can repeat things um experiments um, so yeah, going to the Ezekiel 28, um, well, the reason I came to this, this whole earth thing, this whole like planet magnetic field thing is because of like a, a series of dreams I had that I couldn't really, um, comprehend at first Yeah, and I didn't know what they meant. And that's what started me looking into this stuff. Because it's like, you know, you you do school and you know that there's a magnetic field, but you kind of learn about it and never think about it again. And um, so these kind of dreams I had made me look into this. And that's where I started to get started to see connections. Interesting, I guess. Would, would that it make sense? No, it does make sense. Would, would it be simple for you to try to explain the dream? I know sometimes that's really hard to do, so you can definitely say no. But would you be able to articulate like the dream and what that kind of launching pad was like? Yeah. Um, yeah. The, the dream actually kind of progressed a little bit. So like the first time I had it, it was I'm basically my perspective and point of view is almost like I'm floating in outer space and I'm just kind of viewing something. And it looked like a bright light shining on to what seemed like a black basketball or some type of sphere and it was cre- it was casting a shadow behind it and in that shadow I had this feeling of there are bad things that live there yeah it was just like a gut reaction um, and that was it that was the first one that I you know and then it progressed past that to where I started to see the, the black sphere as earth and uh 
I can't even remember how I knew it was Earth, but I, I felt that that was Earth. Yeah. And I started to see a pattern like, am I looking at the solar system? I don't know what this is. I couldn't see other planets. It was just these two things. And um, that kind of got me acquainted with the uh, the Simsum or contraction concept that yeah. I didn't I never heard about before then. Yeah. Um, you know, we've covered that a little bit before, so I don't want to like retrace. But so that's pretty much what, what got me started looking at the whole magnetic field thing. Okay. Okay. No, I mean that makes sense to me. So for, I guess for for anybody who wasn't here. The symptom, just a, a very quick, uh, you know, wiki example here is, is a term used in Lurianic Kabbalah to explain Isaac Luria's doctrine that God began the process of creation by contracting. So it's, it's this, this theory of contraction in order to allow for a conceptual space in which finite and seemingly independent realms could exist. This primordial in, initial contraction forming a halal hapanyu I don't know if I'm saying that right but vacant space into which new creation new creative light could beam is denoted by general reference to the system so it's 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 a strictly Jewish concept right at least in origin in in origin I would say, yeah I mean it's mystic Jew, Judaism it's not like right I don't think right. the uh, <clears throat> the Pharisees agreed or even knew about that um, oh yeah i'm sure you know yeah. uh and it, it's logical in the sense that if god is everything then it would stand to reason that he would need to create a sort of thing that isn't him to interact within to it's like uh it's an experience thing it's almost like he created a little video game to like have fun with or something it's strange to me but it seems to be that's what would re would be required to happen because we're here. So I don't know what, well, I guess, Maybe, uh, why do you, why do you think that's the only way? Why, if, if that's what you think, maybe that's not true. Uh, well, I don't, I don't know if it's the only, well, if God is everything and he would almost need in order to create an other that isn't him, he would need to create a sort of quarantine zone that we call the universe to inhabit through layers to reduce himself to the point where we could even perceive him to begin with. Uh, because he's everything. Yeah. And we're not him, at least on that scale. So it would stand to reason that he would need to create a sort of structure to interact with us within because we aren't where he is. Um, and it, that's what the filtration talk that I gave before is kind of based on. Yeah. Um, it's transforming electricity almost, uh, reducing it down to where it's manageable so that we won't explode basically on, on site. Yeah. 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 No, I, I, I track with the, I track with it. And then after, yeah, after we had that conversation, you know, a few weeks ago or whenever it was, I, I, dove a little bit more into some of that stuff and I, I'm starting to grasp the like the concept more and I I definitely see it as like a good theory I guess I I personally and then we can, we'll go back to the verse otherwise we're just gonna ramble forever but I I get stuck with this this like that still requires rules like for that that whole concept 
the sitsum, everything. It requires like still maybe what would equate to like scientific law here in a way, not perfectly, but in a way where like it's there's constraints, there's confinements, like there there are rules mm-hmm. around those concepts. So my my and it's my freaking question always is why? Why is that required? Like what what real indications do we have outside of our reality would indicate that any of those rules would exist, that they're necessary, that God would have to kind of jump through these hoops to to set things up in that way because we're not him. Like, I guess, do you have a good answer for that for you personally? Because that's where I get stuck with any theory like this is why? Why is that necessary? Because I feel like we're still trying to interpret these types of things from like and granted, an expanded human mind, but still, like, within a human conceptual understanding. And I struggle with that. Yeah. I mean, so when you say our reality, would you count the very edge of the universe as our reality? Because I would. <sighs> I, d- uh, I don't know. God the Father exists somewhere else. Because, okay, right here on planet Earth, uh, gravity and electromagnetism would seem to interact in the same way that it does on the edge of the universe. Right. Because the universe kind of has a uniform way to it. Uh, but as far as rules go, I mean, God loves rules, apparently. He, you know, the Ten Commandments, this and that. Uh, our body follows rules, our anatomy. Everything just kind of works according to a yeah, rule. For us. So I, I have no, yeah. no issue there. Where I and I, it's not an issue, but where I get stuck logically, um, I guess more spiritually is within our, you know, our physical world, our understanding, what we're able to literally conceive. I personally believe God is completely outside of that. So that's why I get I get stuck in this position of like all of this is a total waste of time because I think there's no world in which we ever have any understanding of what of why things are the way they are how they function truly outside of what we can conceive because that is within our conception. I think God lies outside of human conception. And that's that's my personal belief is like, that's why religion is so messy. But at the same time, that's why religion is, you know, seemingly very congruent across the board. It, you know, studying all the major world religions, they're all super similar. And we've talked about that a lot. But I think it's just it's all humans in different cultures, different demographics, trying to understand something that is literally impossible for them to ever understand. And I I, just like you, I would never like try to push this on anybody or teach them it because it's totally just my weird thoughts in the middle of the night. But I think God is totally outside of all of this shit, like entirely to the point that there's no rules like for me to think like God has to set the earth up in a certain way and have people be a certain way and I get that he likes rules for us and for our world I totally get that just like kind of you gave the video game example you know a coder creates a video games and it's very constrained it's very constrained anybody like I did some coding back when HTML was the thing and it's all very refined it's very restrained but me as the coder I'm way the hell outside of that and if the code the HTML could come alive it would never be able to conceive like what my reality is like. It's completely separate. So I just, I personally struggle with that, like understanding that, how we would ever conceptualize, like how God goes about doing what God does. I struggle with that. I have a hard time. Um, so, so when we write code, we're still using principles that we learn from nature. True. So fractals 
are the the sort of fingerprint. Okay, so would you? I'll, I'll jump to something else to kind of try to answer what you asked. Would you say it is ethically and morally acceptable for a what we would consider a normal person to date, marry, and maybe uh, procreate with someone who say has Down syndrome? It, whether it's ethical or not. Yeah. I mean, yes is the correct answer. So <laughs> it is ethical to basically have a normal relationship for a, a normal person to do that with a Down syndrome person. I mean, it depends. It, it, I'd say it dep- I get what you're saying. I think it would depend on the individual. I mean, there's varying. There's a spectrum of Down syndrome. I mean, if somebody's completely unaware, like can't understand what's actually happening, then you may be in kind of a a, pe- a pe- peculiar position so possibly i mean possibly not possibly yes well i mean i can use a the the example of like a child or even a dog like my my point is god is not going to have a relationship with entities that cannot comprehend him because i don't what's the point of that and if god is love love has rules there's a definition to it if if god is the logos there is logic Mm -hmm. and logic relies on rules um, so at least because the, the only other option would be God is chaos. And because chaos is a lack of rules or a lack of patterns, Yeah. uh, patterns require rules. Like, I don't think we can escape rules. No. Now, what are those rules is the question. But that's us still. I, I totally get that. And I a hundred percent agree. I don't, I don't think there's rules for God. I guess because if for me, theologically, if you apply rules to God, it strips God of everything Christianity teaches, which personally I have no issue with because I don't adhere to Christianity. But this whole idea that that God is basically borderless and he can do whatever, whenever, however, perhaps the Bible is explaining that within the context of our our world, our reality, and not the context of God actually as as a, a being or an entity. But I, I think if God himself, outside of the scope of humanity, has borders around him, then he's not what the Bible teaches. Unless what the Bible teaches, like I said, is, is within the constraints of our, our world. Does that make sense? Yeah, I don't think... If God has borders around him, it's borders that he conceived of uh, in order to interact with us. Like Right. There has to be some kind of border in order to interact with us because we're not him. Totally. So um, so the rules would be for us still, though, right? So he is borderless yeah. himself. He is borderless himself. That's why the Ein Sof, the white light that's outside of the Simsum black dot, goes on forever. That It's a way of portraying that out there, out where God is, the Father, um, there's no... I think there, there's still a logic and a will because if there weren't, we wouldn't be here. Uh, there, he has to have a will to make us. Sure. Um, and then he has to conceive of a way to go about interacting with us. Otherwise, what's the point? Um, and I, I think a lot of the just the Christian stuff is wrong to begin with the way they conceive certain things. Uh, Agreed. You know, but yeah, I mean, I guess we could get on, we could get back on track as far as the, um, 
because we really could go on for a while just with Simsum in and of itself. No, for and sure. So maybe we should turn that into something at a later date. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. All right. Then, yeah, we'll bounce back. So, uh, Rodriguez, I do want you to explain the donkey thing, though, because I'm maybe I'm just dull, but I'm trying to figure out what that was in relation to. Um, okay. Revelation says we were no, created no. for God's pleasure. Yeah, it's in it's in the YouTube chat. Uh, here, let me read a few of these first before we get too deep into this. Uh, Dumb Cat said, Revelation says we were created for God's pleasure. Uh, Rodriguez, nah, creating a framework of what of what can and cannot do kind of interferes with his sovereignty. Okay, that'll take us back to the Simpson. Exactly no rules. Let's see. We don't even know how our own bodies work. It's just so bizarre when you think about it. Yeah, I mean, that's true. Uh, Mikkel, to, to love a stranger as oneself implies the reverse. To love oneself as a stranger. That's a good quote, man. That's a good quote. All right. Okay. So nothing here relates. So we, we read, God, we got, we're like five words into it. All right. So, uh, uh you were the <laughs> anointed chair of chosen blessing who covers, uh, and your note there is electromagnetic shield question mark. So, yeah, I think, um, what a thing does is more important than what a thing is called. And if something shares the same trait, then we could, we could at the very least say it fits into the same category. So, and that's that goes back to fractals and stuff like that. So um, even if that verse isn't talking explicitly about the electromagnetic field, the field is in the same category of whoever is being referenced in Ezekiel 28. If it's a person, if something does, like if something shares a trait, if we call someone a pig because they're eating like a pig, then they would, that behavior fits into the same category. Sure. Um, so that's why I said, sorry, chosen blessing. Yeah. Because that's what anointed cherub literally means. Um, and it's really vague, but that's actually yeah. what it means. And um, the, the electromagnetic shield covers us and keeps us alive. Basically. Uh, mm, okay. I'm just trying to. I'm doing, I'm trying to read the chat and also. <laughs> yeah, good luck. I get lost. I mean, that um, makes sense like, to me. Yeah, it's, it is, it's difficult because like, I'm still trying to make sense of a lot of what I see too. Yeah, of course. I, I mean, this is like a, a lot of it. it's like a live study session, man. Uh, but no, I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I get, I, I get that. That makes, it makes sense. I, I like, I understand the view. I, I see you like where it's coming from and how you get there like. I mean, it makes it makes sense. Uh, I established yeah. you. You were on the rock. You were on the holy mountain, and your note is "big rock of God." Where's big yeah. rock, or is that just reference uh, to the mountain? Well, a mountain is a big rock. Yeah. Um, and the planet is also a big rock. So, could the planet be the mountain referred to? I don't know, but it makes sense to uh, me. I'm no. trying to look up. Um, one second. Yeah, take your time. I mean, that, that also does make sense. Back and forth I saw and something today. Psalm 11, one. Psalm oh, 11, no. one. Yeah, that's for some, that was another study I was doing. Hold on. Maybe Psalm 11, six. Kind of Psalm 11, six. Oh, I don't want to ramble. Um, Should I read it or no? Yeah, because it, it kind of pertains to 
the fire that's supposed to come about at the end. So upon the wicked, he shall rain snares, fire and brimstone and and an horrible tempest. This shall be the portion of their cup. Uh, I think it's I think it's translated burning wind, but I I, I see that as solar wind because I think the shield is actually going to come down in the end, um, sulfur and scorching. which would burn the planet. Yeah, fire and sulfur and scorching wind shall be. I didn't have the ESV up. Yeah, shall be the portion of their cup. Okay. So. And just to just really quick, for the the people who have a problem with the rules thing for God, you can't say God is just on one hand and then say there are no rules. There have to be rules that he conceives of, otherwise nothing makes sense. Um, so if God is love, love has rules. Like it's there is a definition of love. Yeah, that's absolutely correct. Yes. Outside of everything else that I struggle with, the the love and justice they require, they require confinement of some kind in rules. Whatever right. word you want to use, um, yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm I'm not trying to put God in a box. I'm trying to understand Him and assuming He is understandable, which it doesn't make sense for Him not to be. Otherwise, why would He want a relationship? You know, I. I I'm trying to reconcile all these ideas. Um, yeah. I mean, dude, it's hard. And a lot of it will end up contradicting itself, and then you have to try to figure that out. But, and a lot of it infinitely reg regresses, which becomes very difficult too. But I, I think Rodriguez, it seems like, is pushing back on some of the rules stuff. I, Rodriguez, I guess I, I would, I would look at it like this. How justice justice and love both like he said like they absolutely require rules of some kind otherwise logically it doesn't make any sense if you go outside of the the scope of humanity kind of like i was saying and maybe ghost disagrees with me but when you get outside of our world our reality how this this stuff here functions then maybe justice doesn't exist but that that then would be very hard to try to conceptualize what but in, then you have to think about what else is out there are there other planets with people on them are there other universes planes of reality with people on them maybe they're not people maybe they're entirely different things like i'm saying that you can't even conceive they're, they're not human i would assume not alien perhaps but like i always regress to this point of like as a human you are literally only able to conceive what you are able to conceive outside of that it's like it doesn't exist but that doesn't mean it doesn't exist. It means you just can't conceive it. So within our reality, justice exists. There's no doubt. I mean, to, to anybody who's religious, there's no doubt. And to others, mostly too, they just have a hard time explaining it or understanding it. But morality, justice, love, they all absolutely exist. And they absolutely require rules. And if you don't like the word rules, there are other words you could use. But they, they require structure of some kind. If this, then that. Good, bad. Like, if this, then that. Exactly. There has to be. Yeah, go go for it. Can you guys hear me? Yes, you're good. Yeah, I guess the question would be then, I guess to kind of flip it is, so is it that God is confined to rules or is it that because we are created in his image, our rules are somewhat created because of like his standards? Does that make yes. sense? So 100%. Yeah, so for example, justice, right? Um, and I don't really want to get into the politics of this topic, but um, yeah. I know I was watching like the, the Dahmer stuff with my 
teenagers who wanted to watch it. Anyways, and I, and then we were kind of talking about homosexuality and I was just kind of like, isn't it crazy to believe that there's a lot of Christians out there that are extremely anti-homosexuality, that they would actually believe that all of his victims went to hell and he went to heaven. Dahmer went to heaven because supposedly at the end he spoke with a pastor or whatever and got baptized. Yeah. And I don't really think that in our eyes, right, that would justify as justice. Right. So I think there's even a lot of things that we kind of combat with of what is and what isn't justice. Well, that that just, right. Just that, just that. that goes back Go to interpretation. And in my in my opinion, interpretation alone. So there were periods throughout history where homosexuality was absolutely not OK from a Christian perspective. So everybody was kind of on the same page with that. So every if everybody believes that's what's being taught from the Bible and that is God's word, then that is justice. So regardless of anything anybody thinks, the, the reason that has all become messy is because the Bible has become messy. So now we have different interpretations of basically fucking everything in the Bible. So now what is just? Now nobody knows. Because now it's se seemingly there's no objective standard anymore. A lot of us still agree on a lot of things, but a, a lot of us at this point don't. I mean, if you read through biblical literature or other uh, near ancient Eastern literature of the time, N not everybody, but I'd say way more than nowadays, people in general uh, were on the same page. So justice was justice, at least more so, say, you know, call it 80 percent, whereas now today it's like freaking 20 percent, 30 percent. So now justice has become confusing. But if we all if we all hold to a, an objective moral standard that is set, then it's either just or it's not. The problem is nowadays we don't. So I feel like that can be explained relatively easily that way, in my opinion. No, because if you look at uh, Saul, Paul, whatever, um, and the stoning of Stephen, right, and how he was involved with all of that, mm -hmm. right, and then eventually he repented and then came to know Christ and all these different things, I think there's probably many that would agree at that time that if the man went to heaven, it would not be just. Based on what, though, would be the question? Well, stoning of Stephen was kind of a big deal. Yeah, but still, still based on what? Why? I mean, we just just Almost like their, their own beliefs. Their, I mean, I don't know. Maybe Stephen's mom wouldn't be OK with it. Yeah, but who cares? You know, from a theological point of view, not to be an asshole at all. But like, who cares? No, I know. You know, who cares? So what if his mom is upset by that? She's not the objective standard. Nobody is the objective standard. Like, that's that's kind of the bottom line is like. That's the trouble of religion is is we either function off of an objective moral standard, which means no, it doesn't matter how anybody feels about it. It is what it is. Or we function off of a subjective moral standard, which is what our culture does, uh, which is what most cultures nowadays do, which is whatever is in right now is Both just religions. and whatever's not is not in even within religion. It's this church is cool with homosexuality. That's just this church is not cool with it. It's it's unjust. It's. I mean, to, to me, that's the way I, I, I see it. I mean, who cares what people feel about morality? Morality is morality. If it's objective, if it's subjective, then yeah, we can argue about it for sure. And that argument and, will never and the end. Rules of, right. And the rules of morality was set up by God. But I, exactly. I think that that was kind of more in the framework of humanity. Rules were there to protect us. And, and that kind of goes into what you were saying earlier, where God himself doesn't actually need the rules, doesn't apply by the rules. 
that is more um, something for, for mankind. And I don't even think our, our, our mindset can even grasp any of the concept of what it is he is or is not doing. You know, I don't know if that makes sense. No, that that's what I believe as well. Uh, in a, in a very you know simply said, yeah, I think like like, like Ghost um, said, our world is set up in a certain framework under certain rules in order for it to function the way that it functions, for better or for worse. Uh, but mm-hmm. I, I think God is way outside of any of this, like entirely. Right. Personally. Right. And, and this is a really pathetic example because um, I know like in our mind we only see doors one and two and then there's like this supernatural door number three that God gets things done but I remember years ago when my daughter was really really little um, she used to pray like a lot a lot and um, I think she saw something like on the news regarding um, ISIS right and she asked me what it was and I did my best to kind of explain it to her and like this you know uh, preschool type way um, and I was like you know they don't really like Christian people you know and you know this that and the other and she's like oh no this isn't good we got to pray for them we got to pray for them to know Jesus and I was kind of like thinking like yeah I guess you should do that but I don't know how that's going to work because I don't know any Christian that would be you know in my mind right in my own with my own rules with my own humanity I'm thinking I don't know how that could work logically Um, And then I think I remember like a week or two after she had prayed, I saw this thing on the news where a lot of the members ended up converting to Christianity because when they were on their way to do something um, that they shouldn't be doing morality wise, um, they were flipping through a radio station and they came across a Christian radio station and they ended up like feeling conviction and repented and came to know uh, Jesus Christ through that. And not to say that that goes against any type of rules, but I guess my point in bringing that up is that it's not something that any of us would have thought of logically, right? So like for me in my own rules of humanity and whatnot, I just thought like, okay, this would involve a conversation with a Christian or this would involve, you know, different things like that. But I never would have even comprehended any of that. And like I said, it's a pathetic example. Um, That's like, sort of the only thing I can kind of think of that even falls under that umbrella. That makes sense. No, I mean, I, I get, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's just, it's a, it's a good example. It's, it's, it makes sense. It makes sense for sure. For sure. It does. Uh, ghost, do you have anything for this? Otherwise mystic wants to jump into, and then we'll jump back into the slide and then bounce around. Uh, I just wanted to drop Deuteronomy 4, 19 through 20, and then I'm happy to, to see what she has to say. Okay, let me see. And I won't even, like, tell you why I said that. You can just read it, and then maybe you'll be like, oh, hmm, weird. All right, Am I she? Deuteronomy what? 19 and 20, right? Uh, no, De- Deuteronomy 4, 19 and 20. Yeah, okay, I gotcha. Hold on. All right, Deuteronomy 4, 19 and 20, and beware lest you rise. Yeah, okay, we're in the right version. Raise your eyes to heaven, and when you see the sun and the moon and the stars, all the hosts of heaven, you be drawn away and bow down to them and serve them. Things that the Lord your God has allotted to all the peoples under the whole heaven, but the Lord has taken you and brought you out of the iron furnace, out of Egypt, to be a people of his own inheritance as you are this day. 
Iron Furnace just makes me think of the core, but I'm looking for it everywhere, so I'm <laughs> grasping at straws. No, I, I, I knew that that's where your head was at, actually. Yeah, I, that's another good example, man. I, I think every everything has a spiritual and, and, and literal, um, or in physical, I should say, uh, application to it. I yeah, I agree with most. with a lot of it. Many. Yeah. yeah. Quite a bit. Quite a bit. All right, um, Mystic, why don't you hop in real quick and then we'll bounce on the slide and then we'll come back to the voice. Okay, hi. Can you hear me? Yes, ma'am. Okay, good. So, first of all, I literally, I am so far from all of this topic, like all of the lore that goes on in the Old Testament. Like the closest that I have is what's taught in like non-denominational churches. And so I... I'm kind of confused about a lot of this, but I okay. have been like the, actually thinking about the topic of um, God in comparison to us, like with the rules and everything. So I kind of like that we're talking about that. Um, in my opinion, I kind of seen God as the coder and we're kind of like, like humanity is a computer, you know? And so God can't communicate to us without using our own language you know like like just as us as people we can't communicate with the computer without typing code you know yeah and so it's not like it's not that god has rules and he's bound by rules it's that we're bound by them like the computer is bound by what the coder types you know and so we can only understand as much of god as he's willing to get just how like computers can only understand as much about humans and humanity as we code to it i yeah. guess does that make sense no that that's a yeah. really good way of expressing it that i think people will understand yes so thank you for saying that yeah yeah that's okay good i'm glad i'm glad that was the right thing because i was like i think i'm understanding this the right no, way you, but i just wanted to put yeah. it in more simpler terms, yeah you, so. you absolutely are and thank you because we need to okay good we we need that we need that exactly that because a lot of this is super hard to it's shit it's hard for me to understand and grasp a lot yeah. of this stuff so and this is like, obviously I do this a lot. It's, it's very difficult. Like it's hard, it's hard and it's infinite. Like it never ends. And there's a million different ways to yeah. go about it. But yeah, that's a fabulous way of, of explaining it. Yes. And I think the only, the only place that that falls apart for, for me is like what we're seeing right now with AI. Cause, cause normally you'd say, yeah. okay, well the humans code the they, computers are invented. Computers run on language. They run on DOS. Uh, you know, you have operating systems, you have all of these things that humans make. The operating system itself is not aware of you. It's reacting to inputs. That's all. Uh, and normally, years ago, I, I might say, and there will never be a point where the computer ever knows what is happening outside of the computer. I think we're getting into an age where that's not going to necessarily be true anymore at a point. But there will still be some kind of divide and separation unless technology advances wildly. But I think in the case of like God and Earth... And ghosts, tell me if you disagree, but there's there's more of an infinite separation. I, obviously, there's a tie because he wants relationship with people, or at least it seems like he does. Yeah, seem, yeah it think, seems like he does for the most part. I think there is a separation, uh, which is the definition of hell. I think we're in it. and But I think there's like a lifeline. Um, <clears throat> and I agree with what Mystic said. Uh, it is like he's a coder and he created the rules to communicate with us with like 
you know, like you said, you, you can build a computer or whatever, but you didn't create language. Like language existed before you built the computer. Yeah. And yep. numbers existed before that. So it's just these things were an intrinsic part of the universe for whatever reason. And I think it's because that's the way God made it. Numbers are like a scaffolding for everything else. He had to create numbers first, and then everything kind of comes after that. Mm -hmm. Because you can't have an after that unless you have numbers to portray an after that. Yeah. And in, in like a chronological, you know? So, um, I don't know. Yeah, just maybe read something. I don't know. Yeah, here. So we'll just keep going. So, uh, where do we leave off? Fiery stones, magma, the big rock. Okay, so the big rock of God, you walked, traveled back and forth in the midst of fiery stones or magma. So, the, that's so when the I core. say you, I am personifying, or I am, I'm seeing the, um, yeah, that would be the core. The, the actual magnetic field and the core itself are sometimes interchangeable, kind of in the same way we see God and the Holy Spirit, because I think... So let me talk about fractals for a minute. I think he created everything in a fractal pattern so he could communicate with us and teach us things on our level. So that what happens on Earth follows the same rules as what happens galactically as far as phenomena are concerned. That's why Jesus taught in parables. So he could teach any concept to anyone depending on what they knew. So if he finds a bunch of fishermen, he's going to use fishing metaphors. And the only reason those metaphors work is because it behaves like everything else behaves. Uh, I might not be explaining this right. Uh, no, no, keep going. I mean, typical. I'm with you. I think you're safe. Okay. Yeah. So it's that's why I don't see God as this completely foreign, quote unquote, other. I see God as the the top version of us like and we're the bottom version of him that's why we can understand in a low resolution kind of way what he wants us to understand even if we can't see the actual literal aspect of it we can still get what it means to be fishers of men we understand what that means we know we're not going to take fishing rods out and hook people by the head yeah um and everything follows that logic so when I do this, um, how can I tie this to the planet thing? Um, a lot of what is being talked about in scripture, in my opinion, is explaining multiple things at the same time. And I think one of those things is how the planet works and also how our anatomy works. That's the, the more physical aspect of it, but there's also like a spiritual aspect of it that most people will comprehend first before they comprehend the physical aspect of it i don't know if i explained that right no i i get what you're saying but so explain the 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 part about the physical world and our physical bodies why why do okay. you okay and you not think only that? just us i'm talking nature in general we can learn sure. so much from just observing yeah kelsey's right uh from yeah. just observing nature we can get it and God made it that way because he didn't want us to be ignorant. Like if, if there were no connection between scales at atomic, uh, human galactic, whatever, if there were no connection, we could never understand 
there would be no reason that galaxies are spiral like everything else because it would be chaos um yeah i i don't know i lost my thought that's all right so um let me think hold on shit i just lost mine too i had a question it's so it's kind of overwhelming to be honest it's, uh, yeah it's entirely overwhelming uh, that's why like taking a piece at a time is the easiest I mean, it's the only way to go about it but one th one thing you said one thing you said you said you believe that God is like us like the highest version of us and we are the low res or, or lowest version of whatever that is so obviously you don't mean humanity in any way you mean spiritually right yeah I mean us spiritual well hmm Yes, I mean spiritually, but like what one of the definitions that I have for spirit is it has to be invisible mm -hmm. um, in some way. And I think our soul is invisible because it's encased in a skull. So it, invisible doesn't just mean like wispy nothingness. It yeah. just means you can't see it uh, Some for some reason. Um, uh, so even so something yeah, impermanent. Because I could crack your skull open and I could see it. Yeah, yeah, but by default. Sure, um, sure. And I think that when it's easy to say God lives in us, but like, what? What really is that? Yeah. How? Yeah. What's the mechanism? I think everything has to have a mechanism because God is logical, and there's no such thing as magic. Like, magic is just knowledge and application of knowledge. So. There has to be a mechanism in which he can inhabit us and communicate with us. And because you go into church and they say God lives in us and whatever, but they won't explain what that looks like, you know? Hmm. So, uh, hmm. That's you know, that might be a very unpopular opinion, but I think there has to be a mechanism. I don't think it can be something that's vague because vagaries can't be comprehended. Like, uh, I think God is an objective being and I, we are subjective beings. Yeah. Yeah. And we are subjective beings with the goal of becoming objective beings more like him. Um, subjectivity is just a low resolution objectivity in my opinion. So with the, with the inherent goal may, or subconscious goal, or do you think that's a conscious goal? Cause I mean, I would probably argue that I don't, I don't think uh, most people walking the planet are consciously trying to become an objective spiritual being. I think most people no, on the planet are are idiots. To be just totally blunt. Yeah, I agree. I think they're out of touch. Sorry. I think they don't yeah. care or disinterested. Um, and and then you get into you know is that the workings of whatever whatever evil is is related to our world or or is that true is that true free agency and just people choosing not to care. They comprehend that something else is out there. They just don't care to, you know, do what we're doing right now. I mean, if you, if you, you know, if you were to look at statistics for people who actually sat down and dedicated their evening, uh, you know, we, we spend more hours out of our lives, most people, working than doing anything else. So the, statistically, the number of people who would sit down in their off time and listen to you or I or Mystic or Rodriguez talk about stuff like this is... I believe astronomically low. So, so do you do you think that 
desire or goal to become objective, do you think it's inherent and, and is subconscious until somebody chooses to take a grip on it? Or do you think it kind of chooses them in a way? God chooses them in a way? How, like, how, what do you think the function of that is? Now we're getting back to Benford's law. <laughs> uh, I think that it, there's just a minority percentage of people that, or we can even explain it like a, a mouse in a maze. There is a goal and the goal is to teach the mouse how to do something very specific. And there are, are like mile markers or um, checkpoints for this mouse to learn these, these things. Some mice might, might not ever learn it, some might, uh, and they can, take a num- they can take a percentage of how many mice learn it, how many mice don't. Yeah. And if you extrapolate that out to just the complexities of being human, we are being tested and, and led down a path to become objective and the way the way we're doing that is so complex and varied that like we can't cover it all here today but the mouse maze is sort of the best way of explaining it to me um because there is a goal there there is a goal and god wouldn't create this universe unless he had a goal in mind every game has a goal every every uh, an objective being would have a goal yeah. he's not going to frivolously do something sure um, so, I mean, that's, that's what I think. No, I agree with that. Uh, let me see. We, we only see a fraction of the things at animal. Same for colors. We only say a minute amount, minute amount of all of this. Oh yeah, that's, that's true. Yeah, true enough. Uh, I dare say, Mikel, I dare say we humans, rational sentient beings are the eventual happening of no being equals God in his mental question mark image in his mental image rational sense uh, uh, hmm. I don't know what that means uh, Mikhail do you, do you mean that like we're we're a thought of God's like we're we're something like a conjuring of the mind of God or whatever the equivalent I, I do be? believe that I do believe that yeah mm-hmm yeah but I think we're segregated I think he made little automatons that can machine learn. That's what I think. But we're infinitely more advanced than an artificial intelligence. It would seem. Well, our, our artificial intelligence, yeah, for sure. I mean, at least for. I now. think everything that God, everything that isn't God, is artificial. He artificed us. He made us. He thought about something and then he made it somehow. Um. Yeah, I, I, don't I mean, pretend to know. No. I, yeah yeah i mean technically yeah that would make that would make sense i feel like that would be fair to say if if god is the the origin of everything then yeah everything would kind of be synthesized from him an artificial yeah it would it would it would be like a shadow of him in some way because it's his will that's making it yeah yeah because every creator is going to put a little bit of themselves into their work and you're in Someone looking at that piece will be like, oh, yeah, I can see how you made that because you believe X, Y, and Z. And see, I agree with that. And this is where I get stuck, man. I agree with that. One side of my brain. And the, the other said, it says, why would that apply to God? Like, we, we know that from our conception, for our world. We know that creators like to put things uh, within their creation like that of themselves. What, why would that apply to God? And again, I agree, 
but then I, I wrestle with myself and, and argue with myself. Why? For what reason would that need to apply then to God? If he's so vastly different and if we are so wildly small and we function um, totally different, why, why would he feel the need to do that? I, I might be like a heretic, but <laughs> <laughs> I might be. I don't think we're vastly different. I think we are low resolution versions of him. Um, just oh. like a baby is a low resolution version of their dad. Yeah, so that's think, right. Go back to that, though. Go back to that. So okay. in, in what... So just in the invisible, is that I think that's where we got after I asked you that question. The, the, the spiritual is the invisible, and that can look or, or manifest in a million different ways. But we, we are a version of God that is just very low res. But we're tied that's to him in that way. Okay. And what, what makes you believe that? Like, what? why? Why couldn't uh, he be totally just, different? Well, in a way he is, but it, it's still fractally relevant. Um, he's not going to be so different that communicating with him would be impossible. So right away, we have to have some kind of similarity to interface with him. And when Jesus, you know, there are several verses, I should probably try to find them and write them down, um, that where he's like, you're going to be like me. That's the whole point of this whole thing. You're trying to be grafted into me. You're trying to be like me. And if Jesus is God, then it's like, wait a second. Of course, God is similar to us or compatible with us in some way, or else we wouldn't be able to do that. In my logic, you know what I mean? Like, it, it yeah. just wouldn't, yeah. we wouldn't be compatible. Yeah. But I, I don't know what to, I don't, I'm not pretending to know exactly what that looks like. But so. Yeah, of course, of course. No, I mean, I, I get it. I get where you're coming from. I just, I always regress to what I've already said a thousand times. I, I always, I, I totally agree with most, most, not all of it, but the vast majority of everything within this kind of topic. But I, I always then regress to this point of why does, why do any, why do fractals, why do patterns, why do, why does anything need to apply to God? I just, I always get just shoehorn, I, I get shoved into that corner by myself. Every freaking so time. Rodriguez just said something important, and I agree. Yes, we are similar to God. If I said it the opposite way, obviously, you know, yeah, everything's chronological. God started first, obviously. Yeah, you you said it. Uh, you might have said it reverse just now, but you had said it correctly earlier for sure. Um, yeah, Mikkel put out First Corinthians one nineteen and twenty. It says, "For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and the discernment of the discerning. I will thwart. Where is the one who is wise?" Where is the scribe? Where is the debater of this age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of the world? Yeah. I mean, I want to be an exegetical asshole right now. I'm going to refrain from doing so. The wisdom of the world. Yeah, I would say there's a lot of context going on there. Yeah. I mean, it, it was it was it was a big problem for them. But I yeah, I don't know. That's all I'm going to say. I end up overanalyzing. I'm not going to do it. Could you say wisdom of the world could be swapped out for traditions or what? I think it could. I think, and this, I mean, this is the problem with the Bible, man. I mean, any, any, any part of it, you can, you can finagle and do gymnastics and kind of, and, and not that it even makes it inaccurate. It just makes it like right. not what was written. Because the meaning is the same, just like I did uh, yeah. chosen blessing. Like, yes. It wasn't written, but that's what the words mean. Agreed. Exactly. Yeah. 100%. Mm -hmm. uh, that's more. Blah, 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 blah. 
or trials. Oh, May is good to see you. Uh, or trials make you a stronger person with more compassion and roaches let you appreciate things like butterflies. Suppose it's all about perspective. I feel like I missed something. Make you a stronger person. Maze, I might have missed something you said earlier. If you want to try to retype that or just explain kind of. Uh, that's me and my comment because I said there's no way God made roaches and my ex-husband was kind of being an idiot. That's <laughs> ah, what the comment was for. I see it. I see it up there. Okay. All right. I'm tracking now. I'm with you guys. Uh, yeah. I mean, My bad. I'm so great. No, yeah, thanks for clarifying because I was very confused. Um, I'm 100% with you all now. Uh, Pastora said talking about God is talking about love and love has a harmonious ecological expression everything god i hate youtube chat it keeps cutting everything off everything tends to something to order. order oh it does it is just two okay to order and ghost explains that order yeah agreed for the most part at least agreed and going back to fractals like if if god is the start of a fractal then his will and his way stands to reason that that would filter into our understanding even if it's low res because it's it's holographic it's like you take one little tiny part of the hologram and you still have the whole hologram but you it's low res it's yeah. blurry but yeah. it's still there and i think that's how it works i get it um, i do get it yeah and and i don't i don't necessarily disagree yeah i just struggle with god being absolutely foreign i struggle with that well, I mean, there's no way he's absolutely foreign. Um, I, I just, why, it's just so hard from our conception to not, to not try to just jump in one camp or the other. I just, I don't understand why in any way God would himself have to adhere to any of these confinements that we adhere to here. I don't see why God couldn't be completely separate and, and I guess on that note, why couldn't he be completely foreign and also completely familiar? Because it's illogical. Because those are mutually, those are mutually exclusive in God is logic. In our world. Because then if he was, he wouldn't, we wouldn't need him. Why do you say that? Because if, if there was rules, if there was a formula, then, then we wouldn't really need him. We would have the rules and the formula to rely on. But we, he is the rules and the formula. Yeah, wouldn't you say we do He's have the that law with the Bible? Not always. Not not always. Like I like we've kind of discussed earlier, right? Is there's not the rules don't completely apply to him. But if we could figure things out and and you know, there were certain rules and logic, then we wouldn't really need him. Let's just take an example, right? Like when we're talking about, I think I had talked about before, like with healing with the blind people or whatever, and sometimes yeah. God used mud or whatever, right? I think the idea is that you have to go to the great physician for the specific prescription for, for your healing. If there was already a formula, if there was already a script, then you wouldn't even need to visit the great physician, if that makes any sense. But he is the formula. What I'm trying to tell you is there's not always a formula. You I think there is. I think we have to discover it. I think sometimes there is, but either way, you have to pursue him. You have to go to him for your own specific formula for whatever the case may be. Yeah, but I, I think I get what you're saying. And maybe I think some of this is is more or less miscommunication. Uh, I, I, 
so on a personal level, I agree that there's like, if I'm tracking with you properly, I agree that there is a healthy interdependence. Say that again. Like a healthy interdependence. Sorry. For sure. And I think it's individualized and in some manner, I think like we we have objective morality in my personal opinion that should apply to everybody. It should be absolute. That's what objective means. Nobody gets to decide or feel a certain way about it. And if you do feel a certain way about it, it doesn't freaking matter because it's objective. But I, but I think that same rule for, for that in like a personal growth aspect may be different. There may be like, you know, you could go this path, you could go back that path. What may be right for me may not be right for you. Objective sure. morality, I don't agree with it in that sense because that would be subjective. And then I think what I think we're may, possibly, and I could totally be wrong, but I think where maybe you and Ghost are kind of disagreeing, if you could call it that even, is that I think he's saying like the function of, of the world, how the world works with, with fractals and patterns and just our environment in general, our reality. I, th- I think it does function on rules, and I do I do believe those rules are God. I start to disagree once we move to like who is God, where is God, what is God. When we get over there, I I totally agree though that like this world functions off of very strict rules. You can break the rules, or you can try certain rules. I don't think you can break. I think I think they're going to happen no matter what. But I think God is the rules, and then I think the Bible was was him trying to express the rules to us how things work what like what is the function of stuff what is what is morality how are we to treat people like how does this world function i think the only reason this has become a shit show is because we're not adhering to the rules and then we decided to make up new rules and then we decided to argue about the rules and then it became subjective and it became about culture and it, it, it no longer became about who is god what is god what was his design as the rules now it's what is our interpretation of the rules that's that's totally my just my opinion of of all that and maybe i misunderstood you and that was all just me rambling i'm writing something down fill okay. space yeah take take your time yeah, yeah, i agree with that there's some rules that are you know kind of non-negotiable i guess would be my way of putting it and there's other things like in what is it ecclesiastes there's a time for this and then there's a time for the opposite of this there's a time for that and then the uh, the opposite of that you know yeah. And, and yeah i mean there's not. there's complexity to life right like there's there's a time for and i mean some people will disagree with this but there is a time for violence and there's a time for peace there are situations where violence again in my opinion some people will push back where violence is appropriate there are other times where violence is absolutely inappropriate. And then there are more strict rules. Like if I were to smash your head with, with a thousand pound rock, you die. It's kind of a hard and fast rule. There may be some super weird fringe case where someone, you know, is, is instead in a coma for the rest of the, but it's very unlikely. If I literally disintegrate your head, you no longer exist in this reality. Like that's a hard and fast rule. So there, I think there's levels to it and, and complexity to it and things like that. But I, I think like the way the world functions and the patterns exactly. and things like that, I think those are hard and fast rules. I think objectivity is a hard and fast rule. I think it's just one that we've begun to ignore. And I think the Bible was intended to be the rule book. I mean, it, half of it literally is rules, like very plainly. These do this, don't do this, period. It is rules. 
It became complex because of interpretation, primarily, but even, even back then, Jews obviously failed over and over and over again, had a real hard time with the rules. They were clear, they were impossible to uphold, but they were clear. And then even the way the early Christian movement, as anybody who's been with us for Bible study, is it was, it was chock full of absolute shit showery. It was, it was people not understanding what is going on. It's people understanding what is going on and choosing to break the rules anyways. It's, it's in, in my opinion, a lot of things happened that were unjust that God did. So then what does that kind of tell us? Like, like the couple who was struck dead for stealing from the church because they said that they were going to give the proceeds of the sale of their property to the church. They, right. ma- they made more than they thought they were going to. So they pocketed the, the difference and gave what they had agreed to give to, got caught doing it, were struck dead for it. In most people's then, eyes, that would be seen as unjust. But God did that. Right. And then also he's done it. He did it then. Right. But Lord knows there's way more now that are probably doing the same thing. Oh, for and sure. they're not struck down. For right? sure. For like, sure. For sure. So what what is justice then? That's that's why I think it's it's very it's very that's part of why I have such a problem with the Bible, because it's inconsistent. It's, you know Im- it's impossible to actually yeah. follow. I, you know, one thing I will say um, is one time I was kind of, um, you know, crying out to God about a lot of things going on with my family and just different things, um, specifically about justice. And I remember I felt like kind of like a tugging from the Lord to read the book of Habakkuk. And at the time, I had never read Habakkuk. I'd never really cared to look at it. I think it's one of the minor prophets, and there's like three chapters. But the entire thing is a dialogue between a prophet and God about specifically justice. And the prophet kind of asks God, like, hey, why are you withholding justice? And then the Lord replies to that. And then um, the prophet has another question. And God, so I would kind of encourage others to read that just because we're on the topic of justice. Yeah, because it really helped me a lot. That's a good suggestion. That's a book nobody reads, man. That's a good suggestion for sure. Same. I didn't even know until. (laughs) And I was like, oh, my God, God, that really was God. It's like it's like the book of Zephaniah. Who who has honestly read that book? That's what my daughter's name is. Zephaniah. There's some amazing gems in there. That's why I named my kid after it. Uh, But the the average Christian, if you said, have you read Zephaniah? They're going to say, what the hell is that? I don't know. Uh, Nice. So Ecclesiastes 3, 1 through 9 is on the screen. Danny asked that we throw that up, and I'll read that in a second. But Nat said, I still have a hard time wrapping my, my idea around my head around the idea that God changed the rules through Jesus. Makes me think of your criticism of the Catholic Church, that absolute truth changes over time. So that, Nat, that is much more complex. So the, the, my criticisms, I assume you're talking about the, the couple of videos I've done on the Catholic church and doctrine and changing and things like that. That's very different. Cause that was, that was human intervention. That's, that's, and that's, that's just what they do. I mean, the Catholics change willy nilly as they please, as they want, whenever they want. And a lot of the time it is highly based on political things and culture. But uh, on the other hand, I'll give them credit. They, they do hold a lot of tradition and, you know, they stick to it. But that, that's all human intervention. They chose to do it. They do it. That's all people. It's very different. The, the, the difference, I assume, that you're talking about is the, the very difficult thing of trying to understand God of the Old Testament, Yahweh, and Jesus Christ of the New Testament, who we're told is God himself, that they are one and the same 
basically. Justifying the behavior of God of the Old Testament and, and with what he taught about what is just, what is not just, it seems to almost directly contradict with Jesus Christ within the New Testament. I actually, in, in, um, in graduate school, before I left, that was uh, one of the probably the longest papers and, and debates I ever had was on trying to justify God of the Old Testament and Jesus Christ of the New Testament because it's very difficult to do based on what they teach, based on how they act, um, this idea of justice and, and what, is, what is right, what is wrong, how do I deal with creation? It does seem like there was a shift. So I, I get totally what you're saying, Nat, but I think they're entirely different things. Because one, you're talking, you're questioning God himself. And the other one, we're questioning a group of people who have proven to be anything but trustworthy, being the Catholic Church. No offense to anybody who's Catholic. I, I don't dislike Catholics. I dislike the Catholic political system. Uh, okay, the verse real quick and then ghost whatever you wrote down, if you wrote it down with the intention of sharing it with us. This is uh, Ecclesiastes 3, 1 through 9. For everything there is a season and a time for every matter under heaven. A time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to pluck up what is planted, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to break down and a time to build up, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones together, a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to seek and a time to lose, a time to keep and a time to cast away, a time to tear and a time to sow, a time to keep silence and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate a time of war for war and a time for peace. I assume that was just in reference to what I had said earlier about violence. A uh, time for this and a time for that sounds a lot like a cause and effect algorithm. Yes, exactly. Exactly. If this, And there's probably that. billions of permutations of what you should and shouldn't do depending on the, the you know, the circumstance. Yeah, exactly. And, that, and that's a part of why it's so complicated. Like there, there's infinite variables that could cause infinite outcomes and then affect other things. It's like the butterfly effect on steroids. And any complex algorithm looks like a tree. <clears throat> yeah. I put, a, I yeah. put a, a book in the chat that I had read a while back that I, it's actually one of my favorite books um, by Matthew Schlim. And it talks about kind of wrestling with the bizarre things that are in the Old Testament. Oh, nice. So, I, I didn't, I did not use that when I was doing what I was doing. So I would love to read that personally. Cause that's, that's one of my favorite topics. Um, do, do you mind yeah, when we get off? Can you throw that in the literature section? Yeah. And there's a literature section. Yeah. Isn't it, isn't it called literature? Am I tripping? Hold on. We need an on-topic chat, not just an off-topic chat, so we can continue conversations. What, what do you mean? <laughs> like, I found those. Theology, those, uh, culture, and news, those are on-topic. You mean you want a different topic? Okay. No, no, one that actually says on-topic. So, like, if we have resources or further conversations based off of what's happening, you know. Like in, in the stream? Topic. Yeah, like, for oh. example, remember how... The last time, I think I remember you asked me for the the sources of that weird sound. Yes. And I found it, but I'm like, I don't know where to put that. Gotcha. Like, I... Okay, that's actually, yeah. we had talked about doing that a long time ago, and I don't remember why we didn't do it, but we're going to do it. So what, what we'll do, thank you for saying that. What okay. we'll do is we'll create yeah. a forum, 
because a forum allows you to basically start a thread and then that's the topic all within one forum. So it'll be the stream forum and then you would be able to open a new one with the sound from, you know, the sound from whatever stream it was or, or the sound that I was talking about. And then everybody who replies to it is all confined to that one topic. And then somebody else can post a new thread that's about something else from that stream or a different stream, but then it'll all be stream related. I will do that when we get off. Fabulous idea. But yeah, there is uh, the library is basically literature. And that's uh, that's in the chit chat rooms area. We need a science channel. Too. I know. I was just thinking about that. I'm so sorry. I told you I was going to do it. I'll do that too. Hold on. Let me make a note because, yeah, I, uh, we that's need good. to do the science one. So we'll do science and then we'll do the stream forum. Those would be great additions. I'll do those, I promise, right when we get off, both of them. I'll sit in bed and do them before I pass out. Stream four. All right, cool. Uh, okay, so let me see. God, I was concerned that we'd have a hard time filling time tonight. I'm an idiot. Uh, I almost feel like decrypting scripture needs to be like a monthly thing or something. Cause... I was, I was going to say, yeah, this needs to be like a series. We'll make this a series because uh, we need to jump back in and do the, the actually, let me pull it up here. We need to do the Greek perspective. And then I think you have Norse, right? Yeah. The Norse, Norse is like, I don't think we should do Norse because I didn't explain anything. I just dropped words and people can look at it if they want to and then do their own research. Okay. Well, why? So we covered, we co- shoot, man, we're going to have to do a Christian part two. To cover the rest yeah. of this, because we're we're almost seven thirty. Uh, so we'll do. And keep in mind, these are just very. What is that like? Four verses? Like, dude, yeah, I have so many. I'm sure. Like, so so this will give you time to. This will give us time to kind of prep as we go for these, and so you don't feel rushed. Like we got to do it all in one. Nah. So so this is the first part one of the Christian decrypting scripture, and then uh, yeah, maybe once a month. We continue. So we'll do part two and then we'll do Christian parts until we're done. And then we'll move on to, you know, maybe just outside of Christian and then do the we can cover Norse. Maybe if you you get some more information there, we'll cover the Greek perspective. And then, uh, you know, maybe by then you'll have some other stuff, too. And I know you had sent over a a bunch of this, this other stuff that like I kind of want to hear just why. Why would you send it? Mm -hmm. How does it relate? Uh, I, I was obviously I was able to put two and two together for for some of it, but. Uh, it'd be cool to go through a lot of this stuff too. So, so this will be part one of yeah. that. We'll make it uh, a monthly, once a month. So one week on Thursday, I won't send out a poll, and then we'll just keep continuing on with this because I think this is really good. Everybody is obviously super interested. Uh, this is fantastic, and Mystic and Rodriguez, and Ghost too. But thank you guys for coming on because I hate talking to myself. I say it a lot. I genuinely hate it. Like from the bottom of my heart, I hate it. So I really, honestly, very much appreciate you guys coming on and kind of adding some input here. I think it adds, it just adds a hell of a lot more value. And it's fun yeah, for whenever me. Whenever I have like, whenever I have the brain cells to talk, I will. You, you need to do <laughs> it more. A lot. <laughs> you need to do it more because you, you, the way that you, your very simple explanation was exactly what we needed. Cause not everybody's going to yeah. understand what what the hell we're talking about specifically what the hell ghost is talking about because he's on a different level with this stuff yeah that's a hundred percent he's he's in the stratosphere okay, with this yes if you could come in because like i i am able to understand what he's saying 
and I can express it sometimes, but I have a hard time. It's kind of like reading Hebrew and Greek for me. I, there's no way I can like ex say it to you, like explain it, but I can understand what I'm reading. It's very similar, but the way you jumped in and explained it was very, very good. And then your, your other comment was too. It was, it's like a perfect, simple explanation that is easy to understand, um, but it's not even like dumbed down. It's just like, it's a very, it was just very articulate, yeah. very simple, very easy to grasp. It was phenomenally helpful. So thank you. Don't overthink it. If you have something, just throw it out there. Throw it out. It's always good, Mystic. I miss having you on here. It's always been good. I don't know. Yeah. Recently, I've been chickening out talking. So I know. You need to get over it. Get over it. <laughs> I so thought what you said made a lot of sense. It so. made a hell of a lot of sense. Both comments yeah. made a hell of a lot of sense. No, you got just get back in the swing, man. I know, I know it's hard, especially when we've not done it for a long yeah. time. But even before, yeah. man, like all the discussions we had before, were were real good. Even when you and I did not agree on something, it was real good. It was they were yeah, very good conversations. No, I'm just kidding. No, they were good. I'm Shut probably up. more likely. To <laughs> no, they were there. Yeah. Yeah. I'm more likely to agree with her, and I'm so sorry. For sure. This I'm on Pacific Standard Time, so I'm always cooking during this time. No, I mean I yeah, I understand. I mean this is impossible to like do a stream where everybody's, you know, totally available. It's never gonna happen. But we 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 are in talks now about the third stream, so that we'll have that. So I mean if you can't make it Sunday, you make it Thursday. If you can't make it Thursday, you make it to the third one. So for people who can't make one, hopefully we can at least do another. And a lot of it is basically gonna be stuff like this. We'll have general information. And then just try to expand on it in, in wild differentiations away from what the norm is. Like, we just, we got to get it away from like the standard way of approaching things. That's, that's what I think is hey. broken. Hey, Joe, can you quickly explain what the heck is going on on Saturday with some movie or something like that? Yeah. Or is that a group channel yeah. thing? No, thank you. Because um, I definitely would have forgot. So yeah, well, I'll explain the movie and then we'll do like a, anybody has any last words and then I gotta, I gotta go put the kiddo to bed. But what we are going to do Saturday is, let me see if, am I able to show it? I don't know, but what, so what we're gonna do Saturday is uh, Discord allows you to hold a stage and the voice chat. You guys, uh, those of you who were here months and months ago when we had bigger group discussions, you're, you're able to like turn your camera on. So it's basically like a big Zoom meeting. Well, something else that it allows us to do is stream YouTube or stream video services into the Discord group. So this will not be on YouTube. So anybody who's listening or watching this right now, this will not be available on YouTube. So if you look for it on YouTube, you're SOL. This will be in Discord only. So if you need to get in Discord, there's a link pinned in the chat and there's one in the bio of the, or the description of the video and somebody will give it to you. But it's going to be held in a voice channel on Discord. I'll probably put it in um, just in like the live stream section. So instead of event voice being the only thing that's there, there will be another one that says like movie night or something. And Saturday, we haven't nailed down the time yet. So I'll get that to you guys by the end of the day tomorrow. But we're going to stream uh, Messiah 2030. Right? That's what it is. Yeah. Let's see. Right. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah, so Messiah 2030, it's it's on YouTube. I was looking at it today. So it's on YouTube. There's two parts, right, Ghost? Yeah. Okay, mm -hmm. so, so it's a two-parter. So this Saturday, we'll, we'll do part one. And then um, hopefully next Saturday, we'll be able to do part two. 
But uh, go, Ghost, why don't you give like a quick, super quick synopsis of what it is? All right. It's basically, uh, speaking of fractals, it's showing how the first uh, seven days of creation are mirrored in the past 6,000 years. Uh, well, the first six days of creation are mirrored in the past 6,000 years. So that every day of creation corresponds to a thousand year chunk. And within that chunk, there's a lot of prophecies that were going on and events that were happening that correspond back to the first day and second day and whatever day it's attached to. Um, that's probably a complicated way of explaining it. But um, I would suggest that, you know, if people have the time to maybe go give it a watch or give it a, you know, couple minutes or whatever, just to see what it's like, write down some questions or you know to bring to the saturday i don't know yeah no good good advice yeah so so that's kind of how i would explain it can y'all throw it up in the chat whenever joe starts the on topic chat do uh, for the, the movie what would you ask to do if you guys could throw up the movie in the chat because he just said you know if we could kind of brush up on it and whatnot yeah so when i when i make the forum for the stream related topics i'll put one in there for messiah 2030 and you guys can put questions comments uh things you want to stop and talk about uh before or after whatever but yeah I'll, I'll throw that topic in there i'll make that the first one that actually goes in there uh but so so yeah so we're, we're going to stream the youtube video through discord so there'll be like an audience of all of us there'll be a chat panel on the side so we can you know talk during it obviously silently and then the movie will play. Uh, if any like big question comes up or if you guys give us questions ahead of time, then we'll make a point to kind of stop and then have a quick discussion about it and then continue. So it's possible that the first part of the movie takes us, you know, two weeks if, if we end up stopping and and talking. But like we don't want to just you guys can watch it by yourselves. So there's no reason to do that. But if we all get together and then are able to openly live discuss during the film we can kind of pick it apart together and if anybody doesn't understand what's happening we can try to help or, or quickly try to research and help um, but it can just be kind of like a group study session again uh, i think it'll be really good so possibly this saturday and next saturday for part one we'll see how it goes see how many times we stop and then we'll do part two after that and 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 then cut it from there but i i hope periodically we can do kind of like movie nights on Saturdays and, and stream something that's, you know, related to the stuff that we're into. I mean, there's there's tons of really interesting videos, long form videos about this wild stuff that like we're talking about tonight. There's a lot of it. So maybe we continue to do this, you know, once a month again or, or something like that. But I think it'd be cool. It'd be a cool thing to be able to do. Technology allows it. So why not take advantage of it? And then the the third stream, I know I was kind of telling you guys we'd probably do it on Saturday. I think we're probably not going to do it on Saturday. It's probably going to be another weeknight. Uh, Saturday from a handful of you that I've asked after talking to Ghost and Cat about it won't be available on Saturday for it. So I want to make it on a day where people are probably going to be available or more available. So it'll be another weekday. So we'll have Thursday, we'll have another weekday, and then we'll have Sunday night for Bible study. Do you guys have anything else that, any burning desires, any last stuff before, uh, before I pop off for the night? No, I'm good. Uh, I'll try to be more organized next time. I, I don't think it was disorder. I think this was phenomenal. It was very it's a hard topic. 
It's a super hard topic. I don't. I think it'd be hard to try to organize it, especially because I, I kind of pushed you down rabbit holes, you know, numerous times. So that I mean, that's on me. No, it's it's good, it's, man. It's good stuff. Yeah, it's very good yeah. stuff. All right, cool. Well, uh, give it thirty seconds. Anybody in the chat? Any of uh, you guys on here? Just last stuff, whatever, and then uh, we will bounce for the night. Let me see if there's any public prayer in here. You are still like the Discord is still on the screen too. I, I took it off. It's delayed. Just give it a second. Oh, okay. Good. Yeah. Oh, okay, get there. I was yeah. like, oh. <laughs> Th thank you though. Good looking out. Please do that every time because I fail at that miserably. I'm getting better. I'm getting better with the whole You are figuring it out. Yes. Uh yeah, we got we got nothing, so we're good. So I think we're done. We're done. So I will Yeah, we we need to listen to Germ Germ Graves uh dream at some point. I would love that. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, Graves. Yeah. Let's do that Sunday. Graves, remind me. Sunday, 6 p.m., we're picking up just our normal Bible study again. And, yeah, Shannon, we don't have any. Otherwise, I would. There's nothing in the public prayer, at least. And, obviously, the private prayer is not to be said on the stream. But, yeah, Graves, let's do that Sunday. Uh, if you just remind me when you pop into the chat, just remind me. And then we'll set aside. I'll cut off a little bit early if we need to. Because I, I really want to hear that, too. I'm very interested. Very interested. Yeah, same. Yeah, for sure. That'll be phenomenal. Okay. All right, I think we're good. I'll post a poll for next Thursday. Uh, go, I got, you, you, me, and Kat will figure out when to do part two of this. You know, sure. Cool. And, mm -hmm. then, um, and then Saturday, I'll let you guys know. Uh, concrete time, I'll put it in the events in Discord. And then I will, right now when we get off, I'll put the kid to bed and then I will create the science section and I will create the stream forum. So the stream topics forum. I think that's it. Sounds good. Uh, please, I have a prayer request. Shannon, Shannon, what's the prayer request? Gimme, gimme. And then we got you. You gotta you got throw it in Discord, girl. You know how this works. You've been here since the beginning. No excuse. I don't know. She's been kind of going through it. So. I, I know. I know. <laughs> they, they've, had a, they've had a rough couple of months, man. I know. Just getting hit, getting hit, getting hit. Let me see. Yeah, no, Shannon, I don't have anything from you. So if you want to throw it out there real quick, then we will uh, we'll cover that super fast. And then uh, while we're at it, we'll pray for our disgustingly broken culture. So if you want to throw it out there real quick, then we will uh, what is cover that? that. And then... Who's got mad delay? I No, I think Scott just that... jumped in. Oh, okay. He's listening to it. Yeah. Yeah, got it. Got it. Got it. Can you all hear me? You want to throw it out there real quick? Then yeah. Uh... Scott, I, yeah. I, I just muted you. Scott, you got to shut off the audio that you're listening to. Cause it's it's like feedback. It's running a loop in the chat. I'm gonna unmute you now, though. All right, Scott, did you have something, man? You can unmute yourself. Just whatever, however you're listening to my voice, mute that while you're talking. We'll uh, we'll wait a minute. 
I may have been exposed to TB possibly. My friend's sister tested positive and she was exposed and I was in close contact. Oh man. Uh, all right. Yeah, we, we got you. Yeah. I feel like we haven't prayed in like weeks. So God, thank you for giving us the ability to be able to do this. It's really, really cool. Tonight was a fabulous discussion that was mind blowing to say the very least. Please, please be with Shannon and Gargar just in general, because they have massive things going on as of the past couple of months. Just getting hit, it seems like, from every side in every possible way. Uh, so whatever's going on with the sickness there with the TB between you know her friend and anybody else who might have been exposed and herself, obviously, as well as her young child, please just you know intervene as you will to try to handle that however it needs to be handled. Make it, make it, make it tolerable, at the very least, while she struggles through that. God, we also want to pray for all of the... All of the wars going on right now, whether that be culture wars, political wars, actual physically violent wars like we've got in Israel and Ukraine and, you know, other places as well that people don't really talk about. Uh, whatever, whatever needs to be done, have it be done. We obviously just pray that casualties are at a minimum in, in every way, whether that be psychologically, physically, just a minimum. What needs to be done is done. What does not need to be done, unnecessary death, mitigate. It's, it's brutal what is happening right now for, for people who are not completely in tune with it. it. Our world's in very rough shape. So God, we pray for people, for people's spirits, for people to be in touch with themselves on that spiritual side. We understand that, at least most of us here understand that there, there is some kind of objectivity with what is right in the world and what is wrong with the world, what is right in behavior, what is wrong in behavior. I pray that everybody here, and then that that extends out, but that everybody here has a very firm grasp on, on what is right and what is wrong. I pray that that extends to other people that we all know and that that cascades down. There was a time where humanity was, it's always been broken, but there was a time where there was a little bit more congruency with, with people, spirituality, and you. I think we all here pray that there, there becomes some kind of congruency again, wh whatever that might look like, however that might manifest, but that, that the majority of us can begin to get on the same page, that we put these religious arguments and fights about non-essential garbage and bullshit to the side and begin to come together again in a, in a meaningful way about things that matter, caring about people, looking after people, all people are pretty much the same. We just keep pitting ourselves against each other. So I, I pray for unity in the church, even if, like I always say, even if that means it needs to burn the hell down first. Burn it down, metaphorically, YouTube. Burn it down. Let us rebuild it. Let it be new. Let it be fresh. Let it be, let it be renewed into something that is entirely different and that actually, at least in some manner, begins to reflect what you are, who you are, and what you want again. Pray for everybody in the group who's going through a hard time, anybody who feels like they're lonely, they're struggling, they're, they're just going through it. It seems like a lot of people are at the moment. It's, honestly, it seems like a lot of people have for a while. So I just pray that you give people comfort, uh, help people feel connected to you, again, whatever that might be like for that individual, and that we continue to be able to come together regardless of disagreements, regardless of how we may feel, about each other's opinions on things. It's not important. Uh, the community is important. The love is important. The conversation, the growth, 
the expansion of the way that we all think is important. We pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen. Everybody have a beautiful, lovely evening. I will jump in Discord and do the things that I promised I would do here in just a few minutes. So I love you guys. I love you guys.